to Chicago Tabernacle, a place of becoming. Wherever you find yourself, we pray that you would be encouraged today by God's word. This evening, we're going to share a little word that the Lord has been putting upon my heart. And um, we're going to march through a couple of passages. It's all within the same book. And then we're going to pray for ourselves here at the end of the meeting. And uh, for our guests in the prayer meeting, every prayer meeting has its own personality to it. You know, sometimes in a prayer meeting, we feel led from the Lord to pray for ourselves first. Other times we feel to pray for the needs of others. And it's the way we've gone today. And so we're going to look uh, here in the book of Ezra here in a moment. And uh, Ezra uh, was a priest, um, a man of God, who was commissioned by the, the main authority on the earth at that time, King Artaxerxes. And he was commissioned to go back um, and to begin to instruct the people of God who had previously gone back to Jerusalem to begin to rebuild the temple and to rebuild the city of God. And it's amazing that God stirred the heart of the leader of the nation to say, I am going to give what is necessary to the house of God. How many of you know every authority is under the hand of the Lord? Every authority on this earth belongs to the Lord. And so in this case, God appointed Ezra and the king appointed Ezra to go. And so we're going to go and we're going to look at this, this theme that just jumped out at me as I was reading this over the last couple of weeks. And whenever the word of God says one thing, we need to pay attention to it. Every word that we need to pay attention. But we're going to look at it where the Lord says something here six times. Six different times God through the Holy Spirit, uh, the Holy Spirit uses a key phrase that I believe for us tonight is very important for us thousands of years later as followers of Jesus to, to really uh, apply to our own hearts. So let me just read Ezra chapter 7 verse 1. It, it says this, it says, After these things during the reign of Artaxerxes, king of Persia, Ezra, son of Sariah, the son of Azariah, the son of Hilkiah, the son of Shalom, the son of Zadok, the son of Ahitub, the son of Amariah, the son of Azariah, the son of Marioth, the son of Zariah, the son of Uzzah, the son of Buki, the son of Abishua, the son of Phinehas, the son of Eleazar, the son of Aaron, the chief priest. This Ezra came up from Babylon. By the way, it's important. If you put that back, the reason I, I wanted to read that is because God is very specific when he chooses to use them. And listen, he knows who your fathers were and your forefathers were. He knows every generation, but he says, okay, now it's time. I'm going to zero in on this one. Yes, this specific person. And so that's the genealogy. It's very specific. And God is very specifically pointing out to us tonight, even to our own hearts. So this Ezra came up from Babylon. He was a teacher well-versed in the law of Moses, which the Lord the God of Israel had given. The king had granted him everything he asked for the hand of the Lord his God was on him. The king had granted him everything he asked. And let's read this in bold together. One, two, three. For the hand of the Lord his God was on him. So the phrase that we're going to see over and over and over again is this phrase about the hand of the Lord the hand of the Lord. And in this passage, in this part, the hand of the Lord being upon Ezra was describing the hand of the Lord that brings favor. Because as you see right before there, it says the king granted him everything. Can we say everything? 
this is beautiful because when, when God puts his hand of favor upon us, there's certain things that we can ask for anything and the Lord will release it. If you believe that, say amen. Okay, so now we, the Bible says this, if you ask, you shall receive. If you seek, you will find. If you knock, the door will be opened. So this beautiful picture of God, when your hand of favor is upon me, I can ask for anything and I will receive it. Now it's very important to recognize that it says the hand of the Lord, not the hand of my selfishness. The hand of the Lord, not the hand of the world. The hand of the Lord, not the hand of a false idol or a false place of, of, of success. Because sometimes we could say, well, I asked the Lord something and, and, and I, I, I've asked for things and it hasn't happened. Well, the, the idea is, is that when God's hand is upon us, his agenda is upon our hearts. And so favor comes when the hand of the Lord is on us so that we can then begin to have the heart of God so then we can then begin to ask anything we desire and God will do it. And I want to believe tonight, maybe, you're, maybe this is specifically the word the Lord has for you. Maybe you have to go make a major request here tomorrow. Maybe you need to talk to your employer. Maybe you need to speak to a person in authority. Maybe you need to speak to, your, to, to a family member or there's a situation that you recognize, I need the hand of favor to be upon me before I go into that situation. And we want to pray. I want to pray. We're going to pray at the end. I want you to, to log this in your spirit. God, I pray that the hand of favor would be upon my life, Lord. So the hand of favor was upon Ezra and was, he was granted everything that was asked of him. Now let's keep marching through this. Verse eight, a couple of verses later. It says, Ezra arrived in Jerusalem in the fifth month of the seventh year of the king. And he had begun his journey from Babylon on the first day of the month. And he arrived in Jerusalem on the fifth day of the month for the gracious hand of God was on him. Wow, so interesting. Before, it just says the hand of the Lord, but here God is describing this picture as a hand of grace. This wonderful picture of God's resources coming to us when we don't even deserve it. Because you know what grace is? Grace is, there's been so many men of God that have said so many wonderful things in describing it, but in this, I want to say it like this tonight, that God's grace is God giving us the very things that we do not deserve. How many of you know we don't even deserve to sit in a beautiful church building on a Tuesday night? None of us. We have brothers and sisters all over the world tonight who, who the only time they could pray with other people is they have to do it in hiding. They don't have the, the ability to even gather in large groups like this. Or, or the fact that, 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 that we, we don't deserve to even have shoes upon our feet. We don't deserve to even be living in this country. We don't deserve to, to even have the, if you think about it, to even have meals in our stomach. What is it? That's, that's the common grace of God towards our life. And now what's even more specific is as we've seen these wonderful testimonies tonight, the greatest act of God's grace is when he forgave us of all of our sins and he cleansed us from every unrighteous act in our life. Praise the Lord for his grace. Praise the Lord for his grace. I want to encourage the gentlemen who are graduating from Teen Challenge, those who are continuing the program, and maybe you're here in the congregation tonight and, and you're coming out of a season of incredible breakthrough. God has released you from something. One of the things we have to always remember 
that it wasn't by our own ability, it wasn't by our own strength, it wasn't by our own education, it wasn't by our own religious or our own spiritual discipline either that freedom comes about. But it is by the gracious hand of the Lord. The gracious hand of the Lord. I was talking to a brother uh, a while back who had really battled with addiction. We just prayed for that. He was battling in his life and and, and we were, I was helping him understand, listen, don't dwell on the past breakthrough. But today, dwell upon the fact that God didn't just put his hand of grace upon you a month ago, but he wants to put his hand of grace upon you today. The grace that you need for today, God wants to give it to you. Maybe you crawled into the prayer meeting tonight. Maybe you, you barely made it in here. There might be the most dark, crazy, evil, disturbing thoughts in your mind right now. And what we want to pray is, God, we know we don't deserve it, but God, would you put your hand of grace upon us in the name of Jesus, the hand of the Lord that brings incredible grace, 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 grace. That's the second kind of beautiful picture of the hand of the Lord. The next one, if you look here at Ezra chapter 7, verse 27, walking through here. Now he's saying, praise be to the Lord the God of our ancestors who has put us into the king's heart to bring honor to the house of the Lord in Jerusalem in this way and who has extended his good favor to me before the king and, and his advisors and all the king's powerful officials. Look here. Because the hand of the Lord my God was on me, I took courage and gathered leaders from Israel to go with me. So, now, once again, we see this beautiful demonstration and picture of the hand of the Lord. But here, it's the hand of the Lord that brings courage to him. So in one thing, we see the hand of the Lord that brings favor. The next time, we see the hand of the Lord that brings grace. And here's another beautiful picture of what God does when he puts his hand upon us. He gives us supernatural courage and strength. And I want to talk specifically, maybe you're a leader here. I know we have our visiting pastors, but maybe you're a leader here in the church. Maybe you have to go tomorrow at your job and you're leading a team. If you're a head of a household, you're a leader here as well. Maybe you're a single mom and you're a leader of your children. Well, what, is always needs to, what we always need to remember here is that it takes incredible courage to be a leader. It takes incredible courage to be a follower of Jesus Christ. But specifically, what happened here is Ezra... Was, was received courage from the Lord, and then he went out and he was leading leaders, which is very powerful. We could talk all night about this piece, but it takes great courage to lead people, and it takes courage to, read the, to lead the right people. And, and, you know, talking about being a single mom, I think some of the most courageous people on the planet are single moms. I, I, I was, there's, a, there's a, a wonderful sister in our church who is raising a teenage son and we've, she's talked and we've talked with her and I, this happens very often where you can cross this threshold of as a single mom, it's not easy to raise an adolescent, but when they turn into teenagers, now you're raising a young man. And, and I was telling this, this, this mom, I said, listen, you can intimidate a little boy, but you can't intimidate a man. And let me give you some advice, is that don't try to use intimidation to raise a teenage boy, but take on the authority and the courage that Jesus Christ has given you and lead him that way. 
Because when you lead with heavenly courage, you lead from a position of strength. Because if we don't have courage, we end up using manipulation and worldly methods to lead. We end up using things that ultimately don't bring about the desired effect. But so maybe, maybe not a single mom, but maybe you're leading leaders. Maybe you have to have a courageous conversation as a leader. I want to encourage you tonight. Maybe this, you say, God, I, would you put that your hand upon me tonight? God, I need fresh courage from above. The hand of the Lord that brings courage and the Holy Spirit is so good and so faithful to do that in our lives. Let's keep walking through two more, two more here. Now, verse 18, they're about ready to, um, they're, they're gathering a bunch of leaders to, to, to lead the temple. And it says this, and by the good hand of our God on us, they brought us a man of discretion of the sons of Mali, the son of Levi, son of Israel, namely Sherebiah with his sons and kinsmen. So let me, for the sake of time, I didn't put up all the other verses. What had happened was, is they were about ready to go back to Jerusalem and they looked around and they had all of these people gathered, but they had a big problem. And the problem was, is they didn't have any Levites. Now, what the Levites were, were they were the ones who were commissioned by God to, to carry out various activities in God's temple. And so, Ezra said, we, what use is it to go back to do the work of the Lord in a temple if we don't have the Levites? And so they prayed, and, and as it says here, they went out and they talked to the Levites and they came back. But what is beautiful about this picture here is that the hand of God upon them specifically says, because the hand of God was on them, what was the outcome of it was that a man of discretion came to them. A man of discretion, a person of wisdom, a person who's able to operate with wisdom, insight, and understanding. And so what this is here is something that maybe you need to, we need to pray for tonight where you're saying, Lord, I'm okay in this area, I'm okay in this area, but God, I need discretion and wisdom from above. And the, I need the hand of wisdom to be upon me. I need the hand of the Lord that brings incredible discretion. I'm facing situations. I'm facing things that are about ready to take place. And I need the discretion and the wisdom of the Lord. That's another beautiful way that we can pray, God, would you put your hand of wisdom upon us? Would you put your hand of wisdom upon us? Maybe you have adult children. And maybe one of the burdens upon your soul tonight is not for yourself, but you're thinking about your adult children and maybe you have grandchildren. And I want to speak to that tonight because one of, a powerful way for you to pray is, God, would you allow my child who's not under my house anymore, but maybe is wherever they are in the city or the world today, you can pray, God, would you put a hand of wisdom upon them? Because I can't teach them, I can't direct them any longer. They're out there. Obviously, as parents, we're always involved, and we, we hope that you know our children call us as they can continually will. But you can pray, God, give them discretion. If your children are in college, you can say, God, when the world is closing in around them, would you put the hand of discretion upon them? God, when our children are, even our, our younger children are sitting in the, in the classrooms and the schools of this world and the educational institutions and, you know, public school, private school, wherever it might be, God, when they hear worldly wisdom, may they be filled with heavenly wisdom, God. May they have supernatural discretion. Oh, that the hand of discretion of the Lord would be upon our children. One of my old uh, youth pastors used to, I think it was my, one of my, 
leader that I can't remember exactly who it was, but I, I grew up hearing this phrase that you need to trust your sniffer. Sometimes you can get around stuff that in the Lord, in God, it just doesn't smell right. It might sound right, but spiritually, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't pass the, the sniff test. And one of the things we could say is God, give us supernatural discretion. Amen. All right, here's the last thing, and then we're going to pray. Verse 21, a couple of verses later, is now they're, they're now they've gathered everybody, they've got the Levites, they've got the permission of the king, and now they're ready to go back to Jerusalem. They're ready to, to do this. It says, there by the Ahava Canal, I proclaimed a fast so that we might humble ourselves before our God and ask him for a safe journey for us and our children and all of our possessions. I was ashamed to ask the king for soldiers and horsemen to protect us from enemies on the road because we had told the king the gracious hand of our God is on everyone who looks to him. But his great anger is against all who forsake him. And so we fasted and petitioned our God about this, and he answered our prayer. So this is the hand of the Lord, the aspect of the hand of the Lord that brings protection. That brings protection. Now, let's pause for a moment before we go to pray. Here's what's wonderful about the hand of the Lord is that the hand of God upon our life, it becomes a witness to the lost world. Because Ezra said, listen, I stood up and I told the king, the, the chief authority of the day, I told him, listen, when the hand of God comes upon somebody, he protects them from all of his enemies. And so now there was a test. Ezra was tested in this because he had testified about God's God's protection. And then when it came down to them to cross the river, because the river was like, it was like a, it was like a border. It was like a line that they were about ready now to, to step off on their journey. And now they were about ready to put all of their faith to the test. And they paused. And you know, faith is, is funny like this because we're in a prayer meeting, for example, tonight, and we're praying and we're trusting and we're believing for God for all sorts of things. And we're going to leave here in a couple of minutes. And there's going to be little lines of sand that are going to lead into a river that all of us have to constantly cross. Because we pray something, we declare something, but then there comes the time where we actually have to step off into the realm of following the Lord. And so what, what he did is he paused and he said, God, I don't want to ask the king for his help because I've already testified that you bring protection. And so what, he, what happened was is they stopped there and they prayed, and it was the hand of the Lord that brought supernatural protection. No matter how much favor, by the way, comes from those around us, at the end of the day, we need to remember, the Lord is our sun and our shield. The Lord is the one who's our fortress. The Lord is the mighty warrior. The Lord is the one who fights our battles for us. Maybe tonight, this is where this is the word for you, how you need to pray specifically. You need to pray, God, I need the hand of protection to be upon me. Maybe there's enemies on the left and there's enemies on the right. 
You're on the roadway of faith and there's bandits and there's ambushes being set for you. You didn't know it was going to be there. There was ambushes and you're feeling attacked. You're feeling threatened. And maybe you're feeling tempted to run back to a false place of security. Maybe you're feeling tempted to run back to something that, that might feel safe but really isn't safe. But you can need to tonight need to say, Lord... You are the one who can protect me. God, I thank you for the hand of the Lord, and I pray for fresh protection to be upon my life. The hand of the Lord that brings protection. Let's all stand to our feet tonight. Just close your eyes in the presence of the Lord. the hand of the Lord that brings favor, the hand of the Lord that brings grace, the hand of the Lord that brings courage, the hand of the Lord that brings wisdom, and the hand of the Lord that brings protection. If you're here tonight in any one of those things, you know that you need to, and you want to pray for the fresh hand of the Lord to be upon your life, just lift your hand up in the presence of the Lord. You would say, one of those areas, I need, I need to, I'm asking the Lord for him to do it in a fresh and a powerful way. Praise the Lord. Hands going up all over the sanctuary. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. Let's join hands across the aisles and here at the front. Take the hand of the person next to you. Come on, as one church family, let's stretch across the aisles and take the hand of the person to the left and to the right. Thank you, Jesus. Now I want you to look at the screen for a second. We're going to pray now together as a family for the last part, the last time that in Ezra talks about the hand of the Lord here in verse 8, kind of summing up everything. It says, on the twelfth day, of the first month, we then set out from the Hava Canal to go to Jerusalem. The hand of our God was on us, and he protected us from enemies and bandits along the way. So we arrived, can we say arrived, in Jerusalem, and then where it says where we rested for three days. What a journey that Ezra had to go on. And here is a picture of fulfillment. Here is a picture of fulfillment. Some of you tonight, I want us to pray to the left and to the right, God, that your hand of fulfillment would be upon everyone in this church, that we would see the place where we then arrive at the place of the promises of God. We want to pray for fulfillment to take place. Pray to the left and to the right for your brother, for your sister. God, may your hand of fulfillment rest upon their life. May your hand of fulfillment rest upon them. Bring them to the place of rest. Bring them to the place of peace from their enemies. Bring to the place of fulfillment of your promises, Lord. Fulfillment in the name of Jesus. Fulfillment in Jesus' name. 
fulfillment oh lord we pray that the hand of fulfillment will be upon us tonight some have been waiting for weeks and days some have been waiting for years some have been waiting for decades god we pray for fulfillment in the name of jesus oh god bring to the place of rest bring to the place of abundance bring to the place of peace on the left and peace on the right release fulfillment we pray fulfillment for the promises of god the hand of fulfillment to be upon us as a church oh god fulfill your promises to us we pray hallelujah hallelujah and father we thank you lastly tonight we thank you for this beautiful wonderful group of pastors that you have brought to this prayer meeting we pray for these pastors and their teams for the hand of the lord to be upon them oh god god may it be the distinguishing mark of their church that not a program not a building not a leader god but the distinguishing mark would be that the hand of the lord is upon them in their preaching may your hand be on them in their leading and their counsel may your hand be on them we pray god we pray also that the hand of fulfillment would be with our brothers in the name of jesus May this year not close with them not seeing the promise of God fulfilled in their lives, we pray, God. May this be the year of fulfillment for them, we pray. We love you tonight. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you for your hand resting on our lives. We love you. We thank you, Father. We thank you for these baptismal candidates, God. For Thank you for the hand of grace to be on them day by day by day, oh God. We love you tonight. We thank you for your beautiful presence, for meeting us, for helping us, for encouraging us. Father, would you send us now with your traveling mercies, Father. May this communion continue as we lay our head down on the pillow and as we rise up tomorrow to go about our responsibilities. We thank you 
that the hand of the Lord is with us. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Come on, let's put our hands together and thank the Lord tonight for his goodness to us. Amen. Praise the Lord. Find a bunch of people. Give them a hug tonight. Love on them. God bless you. We'll see you this weekend. God bless you.